Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board gaming. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 25, The Final Frontier. Hey, welcome back. Today's show should be a fast one, mainly because I have my bread machine working in the kitchen. It's making some bread for us. To, well, for me, not for you guys. Um, it's making some bread. It should be up in about half an hour when it's time to take that bread out of the uh, machine, shape it, put it in the fridge, and then I'll go to bed. So yeah, so that only gives me about 30 minutes to do tonight's show. So let me jump right into the news. First up, Last Frontier, the Vesuvius Incident, originally published by Fat Messiah Games, is on Kickstarter right now, being published by um, by Print and Play Productions. I, he might have another name, and I don't remember right now. This is a solo game. I will go ahead and talk about it more later because this is the game I'm reviewing today. I thought you might appreciate that since it is on Kickstarter and has about a week and a half left. Second item of news, Leve in Mass is available on Android finally. Came out a couple weeks ago, just after my last show. I did purchase it and download it. It played on my cell phone for about 15 minutes, but it was a pretty small screen and... It was hard to appreciate the art, hard to read the text and the cards. I decided to get a refund and repurchase it once I uh, unlock my Nook again and I uh, could play it. I could buy it and play it on there. From what I saw, it does look great. It plays very well and very fast. Um, I look forward to trying it. The third game, oh no, the third piece of news is Victory Point Game, Victory Point Games now sells boxes and mounted maps for the game. So if you don't like the little envelope, you could order... I think you have a choice here. You could, but I think you could either get the envelope game or a boxed game. The boxes are going to be more or less the same size as the envelopes, I guess. It's a sleeve-type box, much like the, like the Columbia Games comes in. So it's basically a, a relatively plain box with some printing on it and no description of the game. And then around that goes a sleeve which describes the game. So they could use any box for any game and just change the outer sleeve. And as I said, also mounted maps. I believe the mounted maps are currently only available for their near gold banner games. I haven't really looked into it yet though. That's it for news. The next item of note is the contest. So let me go to BGG and find that and I'm going to resolve the contest right here. If you remember, the contest is to win a copy of Struggle for the Galactic Empire. To enter, all you have to do is pick a game that you'd want me to to talk about in the show. Whoever wins this contest not only gets Struggle for the Galactic Empire, but the game they pick will be on the show at some point soon. How soon depends on how complex the game is and whether or not I've played it yet. So anyway, first up is Chris Hansen picks the Kaiser's Pirates. That's a GMT game. It has a solitaire deck, but it's also really designed for two to four players. I hear it's a pretty decent solitaire game, but I haven't tried it yet. Next up, SH, Boss Trojan, picks Wings of War Burning Dragons. Dragons. Um, he has a lot of World of War... He has a lot of Wings of War stuff, but he hasn't played it solo. I tried it once, only once, and I wasn't terribly impressed, but I would like to try it again. Next is Mikolaj Lakzinski. I hope I got that right. He also votes for Kaiser's Pirates. Next up is Pr- 
Prasemic Psychonada. He votes for Ambush. He wants to hear about that Odie Book Goody. That's going to be challenging, but I've wanted to play it, so here we go. Next is Sisyphean Game Stacker Tim Rogers. He would like to hear about Astro Novice Merchant or Astro Novice Merchant Advance. Those are games that I would like to talk about too, so that'd be good ones. Um, Ben Chedester votes for well, he wanted to vote for vote for Burning Dragons. He wanted to vote for Kaiser's Pirates. He wanted to vote for Ambush, and he is welcome to to get a vote for those if he wants to change his. Instead, he threw Mosby's Raiders in. That's another game that I've pulled off the box, the, off the shelf a couple times, and looked at the box and go, "Yeah, I want to do this one," but I haven't got into it. Next up is Evan Griffiths, Cthulhu Mash. That's a neat game. I haven't played it in years, and it reminded me a lot of playing um, a first-person shooter video game in a board game format. So that that was pretty neat. And if I do that one, I also have another game in the same series, um, Monster Mash One, I think. And finally, Kyla Mini, Kyla Minis, Kyla Minis. Well, um, anyway, Kyla picks. D-Day Dice. I just played that last night briefly, and I did horribly. I got killed about three steps off the water. So another good choice. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a random roll here. Give everybody a number and see who wins. So let's pause while I do that. I wish I had some pausing music, but we don't. Okay, I set up my list of entrants. There's eight names, and I went ahead into the die roll. Darn it, I meant to roll it online and be surprised and go, oh, the winner is, but sorry, I did that. I will fake it. Okay, and the winner on the eight rows is number four. Oh, and I can't pronounce it well. Prezemic Psychonata with Ambush. Congratulations, Prezemic, or Mark the Eighth depending on whether you use your BGG name or your BGG handle. Um, I will contact you for a mailing address and send the game off when I can. Ambush is a big game. It is going to take me a little while. Don't expect that to be the next show, I'm afraid. But I will definitely try to do it in the next few shows. Okay, I've got about 12 minutes. It's probably not enough time to talk about the game, which means I will be taking a break to do some bread shaping and then come back to the to the review that should be interesting anyway the game today's game is last frontier the vesuvius incident this was published in 1993 by fat messiah games designed designed by neil softer and michael wasson it's a small game it comes in a ziploc bag very similar in size to or the same size as a those small victory point state of siege games the theme of this game is uh, your your space. Well, think across between aliens and Space Hulk, Death Angel, which I've already talked about. You you play Space Marines. You're going into a ship that has been infested with aliens. However, the crew on the ship, some of the crew still alive. Your goal is to go in, get as many people out as you can. You have a crew of twelve Marines, and your goal is to account for fifteen people. In fact, there aren't 15 people alive. I think there's only like four or five c crew counters, so you can only save that many people. 
The rest you're going to find dead people or account for them by finding video logs and things like that. So what this game brings, let me see, it brings a map which is uh, 17 by 22 I think. It's basically like a sheet of paper unfolded twice. It brings a double-sided chart which is 8.5 by 11-ish. And it brings a rule book which is about 20 pages, 8.5 by 5.5 including a color cover. And it brings an 8.5 by 5.5-ish sheet of counters. Probably about 100 counters or so. Uh, 160 counters, wow. These counters you have to cut with scissors. Uh, hand cut them. Doesn't take too long because there aren't that many of them. And the game, the rule book is black and white. And the map and everything else is black and white. The colors do have counter on one side and black and white on the other. So this game, you know, because I was wanted to talk about it for Kickstarter, I went ahead and played it a bunch recently. I've managed to get about four games in after reading the rule books. I have to say I found it hard to go through the rules. The first time I read it, I was still totally confused. I read the sample, I was totally confused. I played my first game of it after about two hours. It's a two-hour game, I should say. And after about two hours, I'd probably gotten in like three turns of the game and was totally confounded and not sure if I was doing stuff right or not. I played a second time and it went much better. Third and fourth times kept going, getting better. But I still am finding the rules just a little confusing. But you know, let me, I'm, I think I'm jumping ahead. Let me go back and tell you more about the game. This this game definitely falls in the Ameritrash family of games. You control the Marines, they're little counters and you're moving around a map of the spaceship and you're rolling dice to figure out if you encounter stuff and to do combat and all that so it definitely feels very merry trashy not your old style at all you have something like about well it's hard to say how many turns you have there's about 20 turns on the map but not every turn you take will move the, the timer forward on that, that turn track Honestly, I find it a little hard to, to know where to start describing this game, so maybe I should just kind of tell you what the game is like. Um, as I said, you're, you're going into a spaceship, and the spaceship is really neat. It's a long, narrow tube with a, a gravity ring around it. So when you move in, you can go up and down the length of the tube. There's a couple side channels to go into a, your shuttle and an escape pod that is on, that is part of that ship. We could go to the two ends, one which is the command pod, and the other is the engine room and the engine itself. Then you could also go out into the ring. You basically take a, a lift up a shaft, and you go to the outer ring. And then the outer ring is basically one long corridor that just continues, sort of like a Moebius strip in a way, I guess. When you're in the gravity ring, you have gravity, so your movements rate tend to be faster than when you're in the center shaft where there is no gravity. However, when you're in that center graph, you don't have to account for a way to everybody. Everybody moves the same whether you're carrying a lot or not. So the way the game works is you're going through the ship from room to room looking for people. Every time you enter an area you haven't been in before or an area where there is nobody at, you roll dice to see if you have an encounter. Basically on a 1, 2, or 3 there's an encounter. And you pull random encounter counters out of the bag. They could be crew, they could be events, equipment, they could be dead crew, or most likely it's going to be aliens. I'd say more than half the encounters are aliens. Now, depending on whether you're 
in a corridor or in a room, you know, you may or may not deal with all the counters. And you're going to be drawing up to three counters. It depends on your die roll and again what kind of room you're in. But then let's say you have aliens, then you ne next have to fight them. F hopefully they don't hit, hit you because aliens hit hard. Basically there's a 50-50 chance that if they hit you, they will kill you. And actually they, you, they never miss. So if the aliens get a chance to swing, you're probably going to lose a, a space marine. And once you lose one counter, it tends to get pretty gory in that space if you only have, say, three, maybe even four units in there. If you have less than three, they're probably not going to survive long. So that that's basically how the game plays. Let me describe the turn. At the beginning, you decide whether you're in exploration mode or combat mode. If there are any aliens on the board, you have to be in combat mode, otherwise you get to choose. The difference is in combat mode, you get one action, and you have to actually count the number of spaces you're moving. You actually have movement point allowance. But you're not going to move the timer track forward. And you're also, because you're in combat mode, you're sort of not paying as much attention, you're not being as careful, so you're more likely to get ambushed and have to fight aliens. If you're in exploration mode, you have unlimited things you could do during the turn. You can move as far as you want within spaces you've already occupied or are currently occupying. And you can do any number of actions. But you're going to also move the counter forward that turn. And I didn't say this before, but eventually the ship that you're on, it's orbiting the planet and the orbit is decaying, so it's going to burn in the atmosphere. So you have very limited time before the whole ship blows up. So yes, so if you're in exploration mode, that counters, that timer counter is moving forward and you're running out of time to explore. So there's a drawback to that. Now, I said you have a limited move, but you can only move within spaces you've explored. If, to, to advance, then that happens during the the orbit phase in which you, you do that decay of the... where you move that timer counter forward. And then when you're moving in the orbit phase, you have to account for each space you move into. But basically, you move from the section of the ship you're in to the next section, and then you're going to roll for encounters. And that's how the game's going to play out. Each turn, you're going to move around, take actions, explore a little bit further, and then as you enter new rooms, probably start fighting aliens. Or finding crew. As you find crew, you take them along with you. Once you've accounted for 15 crew, then you're going to head out back to the escape shuttles and leave, hopefully with everybody still alive. But probably not. So that's a pretty quick description of how the game works. It uses lots of die rolls for everything. There's lots of charts. Like I said, it's a two two sides of charts for you get charts for combat. You got to roll to see if you hit. It, you got if you miss the alien when you're f attacking them, you got to roll to see if you hit something else like a computer, which could have all sorts of disastrous effects. You got to roll to every time you have an encounter. You got to roll for this. You got to roll for that. As I said before, I did find the rules confusing. There are a lot of rules to this. I mean, the the book is 20 pages, a small book, but there's a lot of special cases, and that's what confused me. There's, for example, there's the combat phase, or there's the, the combat mode versus the exploration mode, and how the movement works is different, and how you enter rooms is different. Certain rooms you could be ambushed in, certain rooms you can't. Some Marines carry extra weapons which slow down their movement. Others don't. The gravity affects how you move and that sort of thing when you're in the gravity ring. Special rooms have special significance and certain things can happen in them. 
there's a couple different types of aliens, so mostly you're going to encounter just the one main type, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I found that all these different types of rules had me going back to the rule book at f a lot at first. And honestly, I'm still a little bit confused about some things, like, for example, how to move from the center of the ship out to the gravity ring. I'm not entirely convinced I have it right. I think I do, but I'm not 100% I'm not sure. I'm going to go ahead and pause here because I did hear my bread machine beep. I'll be back in a few. Just hang on and listen to me need. Okay, so I didn't actually make you listen to me making bread, but I am back. I am going to go ahead and just jump to my thoughts about the game. I'm not going to try and get too much into the details of the gameplay. Um, as I said, it's a bit fiddly. The rules are a bit fiddly, a bit confusing, but once you get them, they they do work pretty well, I think. And the game is overall fun. In a sense, it, it does end up being a push your luck kind of game because you are racing against that uh that falling ship that's going to explode. You're going through the ship, and your time is running out little by little, and you're deciding. Should I go ahead and just try one more room and hopefully find more humans, or should I just go ahead and get out of here before it's too late? So a lot of time as the game ends, you, you really do feel like you're pushing your luck trying to decide what to do. And every time I kept playing, I kept going, oh, just one more room, oh, just one more room, and sometimes that worked, sometimes it didn't. What I really liked about this game is that it, it is all about the theme, and as you're playing, if you get into the theme, you end up having a lot of fun. Um... Let me give you an example. One time I was playing and I had uh, some crew in the engineering room and some crew up in the gravity ring and they both entered new rooms and I drew new tiles and drew like three or four events in that process. First the event I drew was the uh, the engines or the drive turned on causing the, the ship to start moving sporadically it you know might advance or it might slow down just well no I'm sorry sorry not advance or slow down but it might start entering orbit faster or slowing down as it gained altitude so that happened at the same time that somehow triggered or it didn't trigger but in my mind that's how it worked out it triggered uh, the airlocks in the engineering room to open jettisoned three of my crew a couple aliens and I think uh, a crew person I had saved or was saving and had found but we all they all died at the same time, there was an explosion upstairs that killed half my crew. Yeah, it killed half my crew, and got the the last one that didn't get killed got abducted. And then, with everything going on, all of a sudden, you know, like one crew managed to turn off the drives, while the ship started picking up speed and descending to orbit faster. Everybody tried to run for the shuttles, and the ship blew up, and I died. It turned out pretty exciting. Um, here's the irony. Quickly, I realized I had drawn the events wrong, and I wasn't supposed to draw three of those four or five events. But the way it played out in the, as a story was so cool, I decided to just go ahead and go with it anyway and watch everybody freak out and panic. Thinking a game where you're willing to sacrifice the game just for the, the sake of the story, the way it's playing out, that tends to be a pretty good uh, experience type game. So this is definitely a fun game if you're looking for... For entertainment, for experience, and a good story. If you're looking for a lot of deep strategy and thinking and puzzle, this probably isn't the game for you. It tends to be very tactical. Um, you're, you're, a lot of times you're just reacting to what's going on, and a lot of times it's just rolling dice to see how the combats work out. 
The game's pretty bloody. A lot of Marines die. I think the last game I played, four Marines walked into the corridor, the very first corridor they walked into. Three of them got killed, and one of them got seriously wounded and was basically alive but out of the game for the remainder of the game. So yeah, so it's a, it's a pretty fun and pretty brutal game. And as I said earlier, at least I hinted at it, this game is currently on Kickstarter, and that's why I want to talk about it. There is a project going on where it ends October 6th. It is currently funded already. But you could go ahead and get the game, and you have a few options. You could get the game in the original polybag version with the original artwork and everything. Or you could get a boxed version with a mounted map and board. And actually, the board, I think, is divided into three separate parts. And here you get the one map sheet, and has a section for the, the long quarter of the ship, has a section for the the ring, and a section for all your marine status tracking and that sort of thing. In this boxed version, it's broken up into three separate pieces, into three separate boards. And then there's also a deluxe, I'm sorry, a deluxe box version, which has bigger boards and stuff. And these box versions all also have new artwork. I believe if you get the the polybag version, and I'm not positive it comes in a polybag, I think it does, and I should probably be looking at this to tell you. But you can choose original art or redone art, I believe. The one small complaint I might have is the the counters in my old version are pretty thin. They're, they're definitely workable and they're playable, but I wish they were thicker, and I'd hope that the new version includes thicker counters. I have no idea if it does or doesn't. But that would be that would be pretty neat. It would make the game a little more easy to manage. I should also say there is another game you could play with this. If you have like three or four copies of the game, something like that, you can play a multiplayer game. We each person is going into their own separate ship. I've not tried this, and since this is a solitaire gaming show, I won't get into that at all. But that is a possibility. Okay, I think that's it for, for today's show. Hopefully I've done justice to this game. Uh, you should uh, go check out the Kickstarter project if you do think the game sounds interesting. Well, that's the end of today's episode. If you would like to contact me, you can find me as Fractaloon on BoardGameGeek, or you can email me at oneplayeralbert at gmail.com. The intro music is copyright Angus and is protected by a Creative Commons license. The song and copyright information can be found at gemendo.com. The show is published in a Creative Commons, non-commercial, share-alike license. Thanks for listening. <laughs>